When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We now have three, one, two, three weeks left in the National Football League season. And as far as the locals are concerned, one team is feeling a little bit better about their prospects than the other one is on this Monday. And that goes without saying. You're the Giants. You're feeling great, right? You went into D.C. last night. I remember I told you on Friday, I said, you know what? I think the Giants got a heck of a shot in this game. This isn't, you know, hindsight. I, I, I said this. Go back and check the tape. You know, I didn't think the Giants were getting any respect whatsoever. Nobody was giving them a shot to go down to D.C. and beat Washington. Why? I know that the Giants have been scuffling a little bit the last few weeks, but, you know, I was never a big proponent of this. The Giants are going to lose every game the remainder of the season. Never thought that for a second. They would eventually get up off the mat. And it just so happened that they picked the perfect time to do it last night against a team they were tied with, a team that was a division opponent, and a team that if they could get this victory, that was going to serve them mighty well for the remainder of the season. And that is indeed what happened. If you're a Giant fan, you've got to be thrilled. You've got to be absolutely thrilled at this win last night. Call it an early Christmas present. Call it whatever the hell you want. Because in a lot of ways, and I know that there's still some work to be done, but in a lot of ways, you basically... In my opinion, punch your ticket to the playoffs with that win last night. Huge victory. Huge. You're 8-5-1. You got three to go. You got the tie break over Washington, regardless of what happens for the remainder of the season. So you got to feel good about that. Now, unfortunately for the Giants, earlier in the afternoon, the Jets didn't exactly give you an early Christmas present because the Lions win actually hurt the Giants a little bit. And when I say hurt them... It now adds another team into the mix and into the discussion in the NFC playoff picture. Because if you were the Giants, really, the only team you had to worry about as far as the ones that are on the outside looking in were the Seattle Seahawks. But now Detroit, who's got that seventh win, just like Seattle does, now they enter the conversation that if the Giants were to slip up, you know, Washington slips up, like they're right there. And they'd be more than happy to take the spot. And I'll tell you something right now. And I never thought I'd say this, but if you're asking me which of the two teams on the outside looking in at 7-7, seven and seven, Seattle or the Lions, do I have more faith in that can actually maybe crash the party? I think it's the Detroit Lions. I mean, just look at the schedules. Seattle's schedule is brutal the last three weeks. They might not win another game. Detroit's got winnable games over the final three. And you know what? Detroit impressed me a little bit yesterday. They did. I thought that was going to be a game that the Jets would have under control. In no way, shape, or form did I think that that was going to be a game that the Jets walk off the field on the short end of the stick on the scoreboard. Um, And I certainly didn't even expect it to be that competitive a game in the fourth quarter. But alas, here we are. And that's the reality that we're dealing with. But if you're the Giants, yeah, you got to win another one. And we always kind of circled that game on New Year's Day at home against the Jeff Saturday Indianapolis Colts who, you know, just fall behind by 33 points and you got them right where you want them as we found out on Saturday. That was the game that you knew for sure you felt good about winning. And you still got to feel good about winning that game. Not going to be easy, but you got to like your chances. And if you're a playoff team, you know what? That's a game that you do win. And you put into the win column. 
I personally, and I know, look, I know a lot of things can happen. I still think you get to nine if you're the Giants by virtue of the tie that you already picked up earlier in the year. I think if you're the Giants, you get to nine, you're going to the playoffs. So go beat the Colts. And oh, by the way, I'm not sitting here glancing over the game against Minnesota coming up this week because I certainly think the Giants could go in there and play with the Vikings. Like I said, look at what the Colts just did. Colts had them dead to rights, and it took the greatest comeback in NFL history for them to blow that game. Giants could go toe-to-toe with the Minnesota Vikings if you get that same type of effort that you saw from them last night. Physicality. Running the football. Right? Don't beat yourself. The The game last night for the Giants, the way they played, that to me was reminiscent of the Giant team that we saw the first two months of the season. When they were the darlings of the NFL, when they raced to that, what, six and one record or whatever they jumped down to, right? When Saquon Barkley was a beast. And remember, Saquon Barkley back then, remember he was actually like injecting himself into MVP conversations, right? How about that? And I said on Friday, Saquon had 152 yards in the last game that the Giants won against the Houston Texans once upon a time. Remember that? Last four games, Saquon totaled 152 yards rushing. He had to have a breakout game again if the Giants were going to find a way to right the ship. And guess what? It maybe wasn't as gaudy as 152, but he was damn good last night. He was really, really good last night. Welcome back, Saquon, and not a moment too soon. He makes this offense go, and then that makes life easier on the quarterback. And if you're Daniel Jones right now, you know what? Play mistake-free football. And that's what he did last night, right? Looked like maybe he was going to call fun up there with the fumble, but wasn't, didn't happen. And there's nothing wrong with that because you could still win football games. You could still get to where you want to go with a quarterback who just does the routine. You know, Robert Sala said, right, a couple of weeks ago about Mike White. Somebody said, what do you think about Mike? Or what makes Mike so effective? And he says, you know, Mike White makes the easy look easy. And in a lot of ways, like, people view that and take that as a knock on the quarterback, but it really isn't. You know what? Daniel Jones makes the easy look easy. And sometimes he does a little bit more than that as well. He's, he's, he's an athletic player. You know that he can make plays with his legs and that sort of thing. But if you play within the system, you play within the offense, like, what more do you need? What more is there to ask for from a quarterback? And that's why I still think... And you may disagree. And you know what? If you do, fine. You let me know. 800-919-3776. I still think... That when the Giants sit down and do their evaluations for the offseason and start to map out 2023 and beyond, knowing full well that you're going to have a lot of turnover on this team, that you're going to be incorporating a lot more talent, you're going to have a lot more flexibility when it comes to the salary cap, why don't you and why wouldn't you want to move forward if you're Dable, if you're Joe Shane, and continue to work with Daniel Jones with a better supporting cast? You know, the Giants got it so bad right now at the receiver position. I mean, for the most part, they're out there with like – Three guys. You know, Kenny Galladay, Mr. Big Bucks, he was out there for one snap last night. One. He running out there with the Richie Jameses of the world, the Isaiah Hodgins, and Slayton. You know, Slayton's actually been the godsend for them this year based on, you know, just who was available, right? But for all intents and purposes, the guy's got nothing to work with him. And you look at some of these other quarterbacks that are on the verge of taking their teams to the playoffs. I mean, Daniel Jones by far by far, has the least to work with that he has around him at the skill positions, and it's not even close. So that was one side of the football. And then you talk about the defense, where you saw old-school New York Giant defensive football last night. And look, nobody's making any comparisons. 
But the guy wearing the number five jersey coming off the edge, he showed you last night that he has the ability to be a game wrecker. He showed you last night why he was drafted fifth overall in the draft because of things that he did last night and the idea that there are going to be many, many more of those Sundays from Kayvon Thibodeau as a New York Giant. Game wrecker. The strip, the sack, the touchdown. I mean, that's essentially just creating seven points all by yourself. And if you could get that from a defensive end, from a pass rusher, Dexter Lawrence continues to have a big year. How about the strip of Heineke on the second-to-last series? Huge play. You know, bending but don't breaking. Nothing wrong with that. And especially if you're going to make the plays like that at the very end, so be it. That's why I said the more and more I keep coming back to this game last night, it really reminded me of what we saw from the Giants earlier in the season. Don't beat yourself. Watching them beat themselves last night. Had chances, had plenty of opportunities. Plenty. But they just couldn't cash in. And if you're a Giant fan, you're not complaining. Who cares? You made a living on that all season long. Washington went one for three in the red zone last night. And that's why, you know what? They're shaking right now about their chances maybe making the playoffs. We could talk about the officiating. We could talk about, you know what, though? It's not just this game. You saw it in the Jet game. You saw it in other games around the NFL. I, I mean, I, I sound like a broken record. And I don't want to spend too, too much time harping on this. But the reality is this. The NFL's got a problem when it comes to its officiating. Because it is downright awful. You know, and you have all this technology, you have all this instant replay, you have all these things at your disposal. I mean, the roughing the passer stuff that we've talked about all season long and even previous years, it's, it, it's a joke. It really and truly is. And I hope that at least the change they make with the competition committee going into next season, because it's already been floated out there, that maybe, just maybe, something like roughing the passer is going to be something that's reviewable starting next season. Because some of these that have been enforced this year have just been a, a joke. An absolute joke. But the officials, you know what? They had a hard weekend. They were awful on Saturday. They were awful on Sunday. And you know what? Pick your game. It's not just what happened in the Giant game, not just what happened in the Jet game. Pick any damn game you want from the last two days in the NFL, and I guarantee you you're going to find a call or two that just makes you scratch your head and say, what the hell are we doing? Right? I, I mean, how are these guys even employed? But it's the facts. And when you play a 60-minute game, Chances are there's going to be more than one opportunity to be able to go out there and get the job done as opposed to it coming down to just one call, one play that is maybe blown by the officials. But nevertheless, Giants got the job done. And if you're a fan, you got to be feeling good because you could reach out and touch it. It's that close to you. The playoffs be dangling that carrot right in front of you if you're a Giant fan. It's almost there. Now just go out there, take care of your business, and get the job done. And it would be one of the great surprise stories that we've seen in this city in a very, very long time. Very long time. And again, kudos to Brian Dayball. And I know you got coaches around the National Football League who are doing a great job. You know, Nick Sirianni is kicking ass with the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Kevin O'Connell's doing a great job with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, on and on. But you can't sit here and tell me that Brian Dayball is not the coach of the year in the National Football League based on what we thought the Giants were going to be at the beginning of the season to what they've become and how they've hit this rough patch to where most teams would just completely fall off the face of the earth and now it looks like they're getting it back. Giants got the right guy. 
800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We'll talk to the Giant fans tonight. Want to hear from you. You're probably bouncing off the wall still. And, yes, we'll also talk about what happened in MetLife Stadium yesterday, which was not as fun if you're a fan of the New York Jets. Remember, we're rocking till 830 tonight. Then it's Islanders hockey. Overreaction Monday. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Week 15 ends tonight. you got the Monday Night Football game in Green Bay where it is frigid. It is frosty, as you would expect, between the Packers and the Rams. Yeah, a couple of teams going nowhere. I know the Packers have an extreme outside chance, but Rams are going nowhere. I say this if you want to look forward. This game does, to me, have a little bit of intrigue. I, I mean, Lambeau Field is a historical place. Any game late in the season in the cold, Aaron Rodgers, you watch the game. You know, if you're a football fan, you're going to watch the game. But if you are a Jet fan, I say this, you really want Green Bay to go out there and play a good game tonight, a strong game, a complete game, and, and get a convincing win over the Rams. And I say that for one reason only. Jets don't have destiny in their own hands anymore. They do need help. Green Bay is going down to South Florida on Christmas Day to play the Dolphins. All right? And I know that their chances are not all that great to make the playoffs, but, you know, coming off of a couple of good performances, maybe you think that might give them a little bit of extra incentive going into that game down in Miami because any help that you can get from any of these other teams out there that are maybe playing clubs that you're chasing, like Miami, like New England, like the Chargers, you know what, you take it. So root a little bit for the Packers tonight, even though it doesn't have direct implications as far as what you're trying to do. We'll get to the Jets here in just a second, but let's get a couple of giant calls up here because you know what? They got a win yesterday. You get a win, you get first dibs here on the show. That's how it works. David in Mount Vernon, he's up next, or up first, rather, here on 98.7 ESPN. David, how are you? Can't complain. How about yourself? Dave, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on? Oh, can't complain. So I want to highlight, you, you hit on it perfectly, about the difference with coaching. Um, we love to talk about the players often in terms of especially the key positions like 
the quarterback position. But what was highlighted last weekend was the importance of having quality coaching. And the three examples, uh, Dable versus um, Rivera in the Washington Giants game with the illegal procedure penalty where the receiver failed to check with the, the referee to make sure he was properly lined up. It's just those nuances end up killing you. The second one being in New England with Belichick and the debacle that lost them the game in terms of the attention to detail. And, of course, the, the biggest one, which is Jeff Saturday, which has been a, a massive failure in New Indianapolis with uh, him giving up the largest lead in NFL history. It just goes to show that the detail in coaching makes all of the difference in the world. Dave, a thousand percent, and I appreciate the phone call. And look, we follow sports, all the sports, and it goes without saying. It's not like I'm breaking any news here. The sport where the head coach makes the most difference, and it is not even a question, is in football. Not even close. You know, basketball, I'd say, you know, if you get somebody who comes in and can write the ship and, and that sort of thing, pays dividends, you know, does their thing in hockey as well. You know, the baseball manager – if you don't have players in really any of these sports, it's not going to make a difference. But football, it's the one sport to where you could take over a team that might not even be that talented, at least in comparison to some of the other clubs in the NFL, much like the Giants are this year. And yet, if you put a scheme in there and you implement a system that everybody buys into and you have everybody pulling in the same direction and you don't make the killer mistakes, you know what? You're going to win your share of football games. And the Giants are proof positive of that so far here in 2022 thousand percent and you know Dave brought up the Belichick thing which you know that was a gift to the Jet fans last night obviously when that happened and I still couldn't believe what I was seeing but of any team and any coach to make that stupid of a play the last team in a million years you thought that that would be made by would be the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. It was almost like they lost their mind. It was so blatant you thought that they were almost trying to throw the game. No pun intended. I mean, just take a knee. The game was tied. You're going to overtime. Live to see another day. But what are you doing? I mean, I can see doing something like that if you're trailing. And that's like your last gasp. But the game was tied. You had overtime. Not like anybody's feeling sorry for the Patriots because, my God, they crapped on the NFL and the rest of the NFL for 20 years. So, you know what? If they have another 20 years of misery themselves, I don't think anybody is going to be shedding a tear outside of the New England area. Marty and Tenafly, he's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Marty, how we doing? Ah, uh, tired. Long day after the, the long night last night. But uh, gracious for a victory. Just a couple of things. I just want to say thank you. Happy holidays. All the best. Um, in regards to Giants, I'm a longtime fan. I'm just not sold that this team can really make a run like with the team's past. I'm just happy to see that uh, the defense did listen to LT and they got LT's message to grow the you-know-what. Mm-hmm. And the other point I wanted to make was if you look at the games this year and the effects that, you know, how gambling is all upon us and it's mainstream, I feel like all these sports books – have their reach has been a little extended and it seems like the games and the egregious calls and the, the mishaps and stuff. What are your thoughts on that as far as the reach of the sports books to, to possibly change the outcome of these games? And I thank you again for taking my call. Marty, appreciate the call. Um, get some rest. 
Do I think that the sports books um, are omnipresent every which way you go? No doubt. No doubt. Using the word influential is interesting because when you throw that term out there, it implies or could imply something that maybe Marty was, I think, kind of teetering towards. And I'm not going there. And what he was, I think, kind of insinuating was, you know, with the sports betting as crazy as and look, I'm not going to sit here and sound like a fraud because, I mean, just listen to every commercial block that we have here on our station. I mean, you're going to hear all these DraftKings fan duels, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember them all. But, I mean, it, it's every which way. I mean, I've, I've voiced them myself, okay? So it's there. But to think that – and they're sponsored by the leagues because there's a lot of money to be made in that. But do I think that the refs are in on it? The leagues are in on it to the extent that where it's actually deciding the outcome of games based on how the money is moving? No, I do not. I don't think that at all. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. And real quick on the Giants, what Marty was saying. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to imply that the Giants are a Super Bowl contender this year. Nobody thinks that. I don't think that. And I think you'd be irresponsible if you did. But... That still doesn't mean that you can't call this a a successful season. And if you're a Giant fan, that you can't reap an extreme amount of pleasure from it. You know, if I would have told you at the beginning of the year, Giants are going to be a wildcard team, make the playoffs, and then they're going to go into the the first round and lose to whoever, so what? I mean, think about how much fun and how much enjoyment this team has already given you this year. Now, right now, Giants are the second wildcard team in the NFC if things were over like as of right now. So that means they would play San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs at this present, I think, right? Dallas would be the first. They would play, yeah, so they would play San Francisco. That's not an ideal matchup. But right now, do we still really know everything there is to know about Brock Purdy leading a team? Now, the Niners are a real good team from top to bottom. If they get a little bit healthier between now and the end of the season, we'll see. It's a tough matchup. But even if, let's say, you know, if the Giants are one and done in the playoffs, so what? Had a great season, more than anybody could have possibly imagined. And now it's a stepping stone to where when you go out there and you upgrade the personnel on this team, all these young guys already have playoff experience under their belt. So next year when you maybe you do have greater expectations, they're not going to be like overwhelmed or maybe, oh, gee, you know, hey, it's tough being the favorite. It's tough to be the team that everybody expects a lot from. It's gravy. It's all gravy. We come back. We'll switch gears and talk about the other team that didn't fare as well yesterday. Jets-Lions. And how are things looking for the Jets for the remainder of this 2022 season. Dan Grasso Show for another hour right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. What, what was the name of the song? I forgot the, the actual name of it. The name of the song is called Summer Girls by LFO. Summer Girls. Okay. So the song is Summer Girls. I do remember it. And it had to be, what, close to 25 years ago or something when that song came out? I mean, I... Something I, like I, that. Something like that. It was like forever ago. So we're, having, we're, we're talking off the air. And Chantel says to me, she's like, do you know who you look like? I says, no, who? She's like, you look like, do you know that, that group LFO? I, I'm thinking to myself, LFO, the one from like... 25 years ago she's like yeah you look like one of the the guys in lfo and i said you the one that's dead because i don't know to take that as a compliment or not and then like i did some research now they were a trio two of them are no longer with us so I'm, i'm still trying to get to the bottom of which one i supposedly resemble i don't know but like I was saying, I don't know if I should feel good about that, considering that, you know, only one is still with us. Like, the, the one that is still around, do you think that he's, like, touring around the country, maybe in very small offhand places, like, playing the LFO hits and performing them live? Like, it's kind of like, you know, a, a touring group. Maybe he has, like, two other performers, and he still calls them LFO, and he, he plays their one hit. Like, I doubt it. On, on, on a loop, kind of, you know, uh, you know like, like dinner theater. Like, come see the last remaining member of LFO. I don't know. Sad story. Really sad story. But, yeah, so so that's where we're at here on this overreaction Monday. As far as the Jets are concerned, um, yeah, that was fun yesterday, huh? That was a real hoot. I'll tell you, it was such a weird day at the stadium because you had the World Cup final going on beforehand, right? And they had the game on in the coaches club. See, like where we do the pregame show from, we're on this like stage and we have like a nice setup or whatever. And right above us on the wall, they have this pretty big like projector screen, kind of like a, you know, smaller size one that you see at the movie theater, but it's still a good size. And they had the the soccer game on for everybody that was in there, the fans of the World Cup. And it was as crowded as I think I've ever seen it for a pregame show like before the game kicks off. And everybody was in there just captivated by the soccer game because it was certainly one of the most exciting games you're ever going to see. But it's happening like right above where we're doing the broadcast. So you have all of these eyes fixated up us, you know, up at us on the stage. But I realized throughout that they probably were not paying attention to a single word that Greg and I and all the guests were saying. Like we could have been sitting there like speaking silently. You would have had no idea because all they cared about was the soccer game. And there was so much ooing and eyeing and, you know, because it was an exciting game. And then like that distracts me. And then I got to look up at the screen like what's happening. Let me know. It was just a very, very surreal moment. And then the game actually happened. um, And then that was a whole other story altogether. But the bottom line is, as you and I are sitting here talking. Jets have lost three games in a row. They're seven and seven. And yesterday was, once again, another one-score loss, a game that they very easily could have won. And the big picture, if you want to look at this thing at glass half full, and I tried to present this yesterday in the postgame show, you want to take an optimistic view of things from the Jet perspective, playoffs are still a possibility. Like, you can almost say that the Jets control their own destiny even though they technically don't but if you get into the possibilities of what needs to happen they went out 
they're probably going to the playoffs. And we'll get into all that stuff a little bit later on. But as far as the game itself is concerned, because this is now the problem, right? It's not so much even getting help outside of the Jets. The problem that the Jets are going to have to face here for the next three weeks is the Jets themselves. Can they win games and can they stop shooting themselves in the foot? Because the game itself, you had some good, you had some bad, but in the end, it wasn't good enough. And the way that I spin it is this. And I said this yesterday if you heard the postgame show. You could talk about the fourth and one play. You could talk about the clock management or mismanagement on that final drive for the Jets and not using the timeouts. You could talk about Greg Zerline missing the 58-yard field goal that would have tied the game. That's all well and good. But you know what? The game that I watched yesterday, it never should have come down to one play or one drive or one kick because there were a ton of plays that were left out on that field throughout the game from all three phases. I'm not just pinning this on the quarterback, and I'm not pinning this on the offense. Defense could have done more. Special teams obviously could have done more because apparently, like, the new thing, the new popular thing that all the kids are doing, I guess, in the NFL now is, hey, let's give up a punt return touchdown, but it's only the Jets. I mean, when did this start? There's only been three punt returns for touchdowns in the entire NFL this year. Jets have given up two of them. And they've been in, what, the last five weeks? When did this become a thing, and who thought it was a good idea? Because it's getting kind of played, if you ask me. Don't give up a punt return in the first quarter. Second one of the year. You know, this Detroit Lions offense, which came in high octane, they'd averaged 32 points a game in the last five games coming into yesterday. You know what? You only allowed one touchdown. Jet defense, by all accounts, did a good job. You allow one touchdown, that should not beat you. Unfortunately, it happened at that point in the game, but if I would have told you before the game, hey, you know what, Lions are only going to score one offensive touchdown, would you sign up for that? Hell yeah, you would have, because that's supposed to be enough, especially when you're home. But you know what, the defense, you can also point fingers at them. No Quinn and Williams yesterday, and apparently no pass rush. I mean, Quinton Williams is really good, like really, really good. And he's going to have all pro recognition, pro bowl recognition, all those things. Might even get some defensive player of the year votes way down on the ballot. He's been that freaking good this year. But you know what? The rest of the defensive line apparently like took the day off. Ah, no Quinton. Well, we got an excuse. I mean, Jared Goff could have played that game yesterday in a tuxedo. I know the Lions have a real good offensive line, but still. You know, there's also something in the rules believe it or not, that says if you're a defense, you're allowed to actually go out there and force a turnover. Imagine that. Like, you can actually do it. This is now three straight. Remember the turnovers? Remember earlier in the year when the Jets were 5-2 and two and they were playing winning football? Like, they'd be turning, the, turning over the other offense left and right constantly. Now three straight games, no turnover. Meantime, the Jets commit the only turnover of the game in a pass that obviously Zach Wilson shouldn't have thrown. Lions turned that into three points. Boy, look at the final score of the game yesterday. Lions won by three points. Offense couldn't run the football. Offensive line got pushed around, I thought, a little way too much for my liking in that game. And obviously, look, it's all going to come back to the quarterback. And if you ask me, he was too inconsistent yesterday, but I don't think I'm the only one that shares that assessment. And the question that I'll ask to you, boys and girls, 
if you are an astute follower of this football team, the quarterback that you saw out there on the field yesterday, did he look any different to you than the one that we last saw three weeks ago? You know, and during those three weeks, there was the reset where he went to work after practice and tried to clean up some mistakes and cleaned up the fundamentals and all those other things and, and just hone in on football. Remember, Robert Sala was asked last week about, well, you know, is three weeks enough time to immediately correct all these things? And Robert Sala said it's not impossible. Well, to me, it didn't happen because a lot of the same things that you wanted corrected three weeks ago still haven't been corrected. Still saw a guy at times throwing off his back foot, throwing sidearm, missing guys wide open. You know, and I'm going to go back to something I said earlier in the show about Daniel Jones. Making the easy look easy. Robert Sala said that in reference to Mike White a couple of weeks ago. If you've got a wide receiver on a short to intermediate route, I'm not talking about a guy, you know, 30, 40 yards down the field wide open. I'm talking about, you know, simple plays, you know, dump offs screens guys wide open deliver the football hit him in stride make him make a play allow him to make a play you know that might seem easy that might seem bored but it's what it takes to play winning football in this league to continue to sustain drives to move the ball up and down the field they didn't do that yesterday didn't do it until they start doing it that's when this offense is going to look a little bit more functional and one that you can rely on a little bit more that is actually not going to maybe hang the defense out to dry and put way too much pressure on their shoulders to where if they do give up a touchdown, God forbid, like you saw late in the fourth quarter yesterday, that it's going to cost them the game. As far as the clock management stuff, look, I, I mean, it's self-explanatory. We talked about it in the post-game show, and Robert Sala today when he met the media, he basically said, you know what, after sleeping on it, after going back and looking at it, of course, they probably should have allocated those timeouts a little bit more efficiently than they did. You can't keep all three timeouts in your pocket till there's only about 30 seconds left in the game or whatever it is. I mean, that's like malpractice. It really is. You know, we're sitting there watching that game end yesterday, and it's just like, um, and I had to keep, like, looking at the little graphic on the screen. Like, they, they, they still have timeouts, right? Like, those three things that are lit up, that means they have the timeouts, not that they don't have them, right? And that means you have your kicker having to attempt a 58-yard field goal to send the game into overtime with a second left on the clock while you still have that timeout. You know, if you use the timeouts a little bit earlier, maybe that's not the last play of the game. Maybe you have about 20, 25 seconds more to where you can maybe get a little bit closer. Hell, maybe even you could have scored a touchdown or at least given your kicker a better opportunity to at least tie the game up. And the thing I keep coming back to as well, and this isn't even necessarily like reflective on Robert Sala, right? it's, just, it, it's more about like the coaching profession now in the National Football League. Like why, how come an NFL head coach, right? You're supposed to be, like, super qualified for the job. You know, you're the, the CEO of the team. You're supposed to have a good handle on things. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Does every NFL head coach have about two, three guys in his ear, especially in these, like, late half or late game situations, all advising him on the clock management and when to call timeout, what to do? Like, how did we get to this point? 
I agree that there's way too many guys on the sidelines anyway, and these coaching staffs now have like 25, 35 guys on them, which are just like ridiculous. You know, you think about the guys who are considered the greatest coaches of all time. You know, you think Bill Parcells had anybody in his ear telling him, hey, Bill, maybe you should take a timeout here. Hey, Bill, maybe, you know what, run a play here, then call timeout. You think anybody was telling Tom Landry or Bill Walsh or Vince Lombardi when to call a freaking timeout? I think they had a handle on that stuff. It is possible it can be done. That drives me crazy. It really and truly does. You know, it's not, I know you got a lot of things going on, but you know what? Know your team, know the situation, know the clock, know your timeouts, use them. Boom, boom, boom. You only got three. It's not like you got 17. They go quick, believe me. But the one thing that you don't want to have happen is you don't want to walk off that field on the short end of the scoreboard and still have a timeout in your pocket like what happened to the Jets yesterday. And it's funny, I was driving home last night, too, on the New Jersey Turnpike, and I actually saw that unused timeout on the side of the road. Hawk my horn to him. He waved to me. How you doing? He was walking home from the game because he wasn't used, so he was trying to get home. The unused timeout. It's good to see him. He was upset the way the game turned out, too. 800-919-3776. We'll talk Jets. We'll rehash what happened yesterday. And then we'll talk about what has to happen if they want to keep playing football beyond Week 18. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Started off tonight with our good pal. He is from Staten Island. He goes by the name of Ira. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. I, how are you, my friend? Uh, much better than last night, Dan, that's for sure. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> walking out of there last night, I was lit up. I was just... Um, I couldn't believe what I saw. You, you know what it is, Dan? And I, I think you'll appreciate it. Yep. You know, the players, they, they put in all the work. The coaches put in all the work. But the fan base, for years and years and years, you know, it just hasn't gone well. And then you're just so close to touch that ring. Mm-hmm. And when you get disappointed like that, it's just, it's tough to take. But 
You know what? I don't want to rehash what happened yesterday. You hit on all the points. I totally agree with everything. And and, and it's just as much I don't think that Zach, answer, that Zach Wilson is the answer. He didn't lose the game yesterday. It was a collective uh, effort by everybody across the board. But what they need to do on Thursday night, they got to find the formula where they ran off three or four wins in the middle of the season but before, I think it was before the bye week, mm-hmm. and they have to somehow get back to that if possible. I know they got players down, people hurt. I get all of that. But it's a, it's a Thursday night game. It's a short turnaround. You got, once again, a hot team. Trevor Lawrence seems to be living up to what he was made, you know, what he built out originally. Um, but just take care of business. Patrick could lose a game. Now, I know this is not realistic, especially if we just lost three straight. But if we happen to win this game Thursday night, if we can get it done, it's going to be a sloppy night. It's going to be windy, rainy. It's anybody's ball game. Then guess what? There's two games left on the slate. And then if you could get that one in Seattle, the Pats are going to lose to the Bengals this week. Bengals are going into Foxborough winning that game. You know that. Hey, Ira, so, think about this. And, and you've, you've followed this team for decades. You know, you have, I have. We could, you and I could have had this conversation back in May when the schedule was released. You know it, I know it. Don't you just know that it's going to come down to Jets Dolphins Week 18? Don't you just have that? A hundred, a hundred percent. And you know what? You know what, Dan? And, and of course, I would be disappointed if they come up short down there. But right now, after going through what I just went through and, and all Jets fans the last three weeks. I'll sign up and take my chances for that. And how great would that be on what's the second weekend in January? We're playing the Dolphins, whether it's Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, and it's a win and you're in game. Oh. I mean, as could you imagine? I mean, even if we come up short and people will be frustrated, I'll probably call you up. I'll be angry. But at the end of the day, you know what? That's a successful season. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't want to think in those terms yet, Ira, but thanks for the phone call. But just like hey, just like I said about the Giants, I think that you can also apply that logic to the Jets 100%. 100%. Now, look, to get to that game in Miami in a couple of weeks, for it to still mean something, winning your in, you got to take care of business on Thursday. You can't keep passing up these opportunities because, as I said, the margin for error is virtually gone now. You know, it's not mathematically impossible for the Jets to lose one more game and still make the playoffs, but it's like that point you really then need like almost everything else to go their way. Lonnie in Long Island, up next, 98.7 ESPN. Lonnie, how we doing? Yeah, how you doing, Dan? Happy holiday to you and your family. Lon, same thing. What's going on? Well, I'm disappointed. Jets, the, the quarterback's coming in this week. That's the guy we wanted, Trevor Lawrence. We all know. I'm so I cried just I couldn't I'm so sick of Zach Wilson. He's not the guy. He's not our quarterback. Mike White, I was praying for him to get healthy because I already know. I don't know what it is with Wilson. He's just he gets nervous. He chokes under pressure. The 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 receivers are walking off the field, shaking their head. How could this guy miss me? I'm wide open. You and they're frustrated. Our offensive line they they gotta play better. The defensive line without Williams Come on, we got to put more pressure. We need a, another rusher to get to the quarterback. That's holding us back. And why do we have two out of the three runbacks, kickoff returns, punt returns? We're the only team that do that. Where's the special teams? 
those are my frustrations right there. What do you think, Dan? Lonnie, you're not wrong, and I appreciate the call. Um, I do think that there's a pretty decent shot Quinnen goes on Thursday. You know, that was the thought all week long, even leading up to yesterday, that, okay, you know, he might not be able to go yesterday, but they're hoping that if he sits out a game, you know, rest that calf as much as possible, and then maybe he could go on the short turnaround against Jacksonville on Thursday. Because what you don't want to have happen is if they would have put him out there against Detroit yesterday, and let's say he re-aggravates that thing, then you might not have him for the rest of the season. So they use caution, sit out a game as much as you, you didn't want him to miss the game, and now you can maybe play him. And look, that he, he's a difference maker. You saw it yesterday. You saw what that jet pass rush was like yesterday without Quinn and Williams in the lineup. Offensively, I look, I approached yesterday's game as it wasn't going to be just a one-shot deal for Zach Wilson. I looked at yesterday, and probably the Jaguars game is kind of like a package because with the quick turnaround, you know, Mike White's ribs, not the same situation as Quinn and Williams' calf. An extra few days, I don't know is going to make the difference for Mike White. I don't know this definitively. I'm just saying, based on fractured ribs and everything we've known about them in sports for years and years and years, I think the earliest you probably could expect Mike White would be the Seattle game on January 1st, and that's no guarantee. But January 1st, I mean, that's what, 12 days from now? That's an extra week and a half? But he's also got to practice, too. They're not going to send him out there if he doesn't practice. 